Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Information and technology are indispensable to modern living and businesses. As the business environment evolves, new and more complex challenges will arise. The SMU School of Information Systems, or SIS, is helping companies tackle their business challenges that span technology, consumer behaviour and a range of social issues by building solutions with data analytics and employing its multidisciplinary problem-solving toolkit which encompasses statistics, econometrics, data mining and machine learning. Professor Robert Kaufman, Associate Dean of Research at SMU's SIS, conducts research in areas such as information and competitive strategies in organizations, information systems and management, and consumer behavior on the Internet. He is also the Deputy Director of the Living Analytics Research Center, or LARC, a collaboration between SMU and Carnegie Mellon University. LARC conducts research on behavioural and social network analytics and behavioural experiments to discover and harness the laws of information network evolution for networks of people, organisations and businesses. In this podcast, Professor Kaufman shares his research on information, technology and financial services innovation and its impact on society. This is one of the areas of financial services in which SIS conducts research to create business, consumer and social insights through data analytics, a key area of excellence for SMU. Professor, can you briefly share with us your research in the areas of information, technology and financial services innovation? Thank you very much for inviting me here. It's a pleasure to do that. So let me start off by just sharing the, a bit of background that tells you and our audience that I work with an organization within SIS that's called LARC. That's the Living Analytics Research Center. And within that Living Analytics Research Center, we do project work for companies that involve geospatial analytics on transaction making related to their banking platform. A banking platform is inclusive of ATMs, branches, many branches in the MRT. It can also be mobile banking and internet banking on their computers. We also do work that involves the study of consumer behavior through data analytics. We want to know how consumers make choices to use banking services based on where they are, what their needs are, and what their demographics and other uh, transaction making experiences are. At LARC, we emphasize the idea of living analytics, of being able to track people in societal scale, but on a very micro and individual basis for how they move and how they transact. In addition, I'm involved in the study of financial technologies that will deliver future services. And so a good example of that is what's going on in the space of mobile payments, payments through our mobile phones, payments that permit us to move away from the use of our credit cards to other forms of swiping devices and even mobile payments directly from our mobile phones. So I'm interested in studying banking adoption of that, but also the interest that merchants have who sell us our goods, and then the interest of people to use different mechanisms that make it easier for them to transact. I also do quite a bit of work um, on strategy and technology in the banking sector. And so that kind of study uh, goes far beyond mobile payments and consumer behavior. I look at things like high-frequency trading. I look at financial market performance. I study what's going on with trade finance 
and supply chain management. And there is this idea in that area of a parallel financial supply chain to make sure that the funds arrive when the goods do, so that uh, exporters are paid and importers are acting properly in trade relationships. A recent focus for me has been to engage uh, an organization called SWIFT, that is the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication. SWIFT was developed in the 19, late 1970s in Europe and extended to North America and Japan. And today it is the most important single organizational entity that provides digital intermediation of payment services around the world. And so we're studying the way that SWIFT makes it possible now for payments to be settled, for securities transactions on exchanges, for trade finance transactions involving letters of credit, and all different kinds of funds transfers that are related to reimbursements across countries, the movement of wealth, and a myriad of other kinds of purchases. I also work with doctoral students, which is one of the best parts of my job. Uh, we think here uh, that at uh, SMU, as we develop our work with doctoral students and help them to grow and flourish in building research skills, that they are in some way the crown jewels uh, of our activities. If we can develop them to be really great, we'll be projecting our capabilities far beyond the campus. So some of the things that I study with them, for example, involve card loyalty program. And also I mentioned earlier about mobile banking. When will that technology be adopted? When it will be fully functional here in Singapore? Places in Asia like Korea and Japan have a head start. The US is doing some things, but it's not universally adopted. And so our students are working to try to understand that with me. How would these research benefit individuals, businesses, and governments? Okay, let, let me start out with businesses because I think that the, the kinds of project work that we do at LARC has focused primarily on the businesses of the corporate sponsors. So I happen to represent as the principal investigator the projects at LARC for Citibank and Starhub. And uh, these are just wonderful large companies to work with that have such interesting business problems that span technology, consumer behavior, and the range of social issues that arise. So the corporate sponsors benefit directly from our involvement because we solve business problems that they care about. They articulate the problems. We work to understand them. We work to build solutions with data analytics. So that includes statistics, econometrics, uh, data mining, machine learning, the range of things that someone who looks at the background of our School of Information Systems might realize are a part of our problem-solving uh, toolkit. But we also work with methods that people in the business school or people in social science or people in economics would also recognize as being part of what they do. So in the business school, it's operations management and management science. In uh, social sciences, psychology, sociology, it's experimentalism. It's surveying people for what they care about and understanding what are the theories that underlie the, uh, the behavior that they demonstrate. And on the economic side, there's just a tremendous amount of knowledge for how you can model phenomenon in the world and use economic theory to explain it. For individuals, let me, let me first talk a bit about the PhD students. So when a PhD student comes here, the basic value proposition for them is that they will learn through classwork, they will learn through interactions with the professors, but they will also learn 
as a byproduct of participation in our professional learning community. And we have a wonderful professional learning community here. Companies are nearby. We're in the central business district of Singapore. We can get on the MRT, we can walk, we can take a taxi, and we're at the corporate headquarters of some of the companies that we want to interact with. They are able to learn about the business problems that they want to solve by talking directly with senior executives, mid-level executives, and people on the staff who know the day-to-day -day business in and out and can help them to formulate research questions that then we can help them to turn into strong research. So they benefit in terms of the training, but they also benefit from the exposure they get because people are looking at SMU, people are looking at SIS where I sit, and people are looking at LARC where I work for innovations with data analytics. And this is, I think, very easy to see in the area of financial information systems and technology. I, I mentioned at the outset that part of my uh, involvement is on information, trying to understand about consumer behavior. People who consume financial services are much like people who buy in department stores or who buy online through e-commerce. There's much to understand about them. And our doctoral students are the vanguard force. They are the, the forces that are out in front, the farthest, trying out new ideas, trying out new techniques, using technology to collect data. Um, I think that's a wonderful part of the educational experience for them. So they're receiving something that is a part of this place, a part of this time, and a part of the people that are with us. And I have many great colleagues that are able to help and do this. So now, what about the rest of the world? In your question, you said governments. Governments are more broadly um, organizations that have an interest in the development of new technology, the development of better business, the strengthening of the local economy, the creation of new innovations, both technology, business processes, well, and other things. So they have a vested interest in seeing that we do good work and that we do good work very well. So my goal with the government side and the public side is to be able to show that there is something in this for Singapore and something in this for the world. So the way that Singapore finds out about this is because we have to report to um, different government agencies for the work that we do, whether it is the National Research Foundation or IDMPO, another agency, or uh, uh, MDA, you know, the funders of, uh, of LARC and Live Labs. So we have a chance to make our mark through the reports, through the presentations, through the demonstration of artifacts that we build, many different things that help the government and society to think that there's value in the money that's spent from taxes on education. That for me is local. The international part of it is my writing and publication activity. And I publish in conferences, I publish in journals, I act as a thought leader in my writing, I try to find ways to enlighten people without overburdening them and all the technical details of our work. But there are still other people in economics and marketing and who study computer science and information technology. They want to know all the details of our analytics. And that is something for the world. SMU recognizes the importance and value of multidisciplinary research. What kind of research partners do you work with? Let me just start out by making a statement that 
I define the research work and the teaching work that I do and that I have done for the past 20, 25 years as being essentially interdisciplinary. I used to work as an international banker. I was trained in international finance, international trade, but yet I gravitated to information systems and economics and the study of management science and marketing science in my research. So I'm naturally interdisciplinary that way. I also look in the real world, external from the university, for opportunities to pursue the business, the leading business questions of our time, okay? And where have those arisen? Well, in the 1990s, they arose around electronic commerce and into the 2000s. And they have arisen around uh, the tidal waves of technology transformation in a lot of different industries. So imagine thinking about the Googles of the world, the Amazon.coms of the world before they actually came on the scene and became as famous as they are today. I've had involvement in research at selected times in the past where those were just instrumental to what I was doing. So more broadly, I seek involvement with organizations that do digital commerce, digital business, retail telecommunication, digital entertainment, that are involved in the media and new forms of advertising. I also have worked for a long time with um, airlines and hospitality organizations. And part of the reason for that is because they have problems that relate to revenue yield management. Your product is there, is there today and then it's gone tomorrow. The internet has transformed the sale of that. And that's different than physical inventory like the chairs and the tables in this room where we're sitting and doing this podcast. Um, the commercial banks for me, the investment banks, the uh, financial market exchanges, those are also natural territory because of my professional background. In Singapore, as I mentioned earlier, I'm heavily involved with Citibank and StarHub, where our LARC research is focused. But actually, those organizations are really portals for me to understand and to be able to find other partners within the broader fabric of our business uh, economy here. And then finally, um, interdisciplinarity starts with the people who you have lunch with. It involves the people who you write with and who you solve problems with, the people that you teach with. And so for me, I have strong bonds with my colleagues who do technology and management, who do data management and data mining, who know about intelligent systems and computer-based decision-making. And those people are primarily in the School of Information Systems. I'm also close to the marketing faculty in the School of Business. We share interests and research questions and methodologies. We also collaborate with doctoral students. And that's a perfect place for interdisciplinarity to have great influence on the development of future scholars, future teachers, and people that go to work in our industry here. Um, I also have activities that, that I've pursued, although not here in, in these last couple years, but more generally that relate to supply chain management, management science, and accounting. So for me, the issue of information privacy and information security has an aspect that goes beyond big data uh, analytics, it goes beyond computer science, and actually touches on things like accounting, where we have to worry about how we do accounting disclosures and what we expect in terms of protection of private information in auditing procedures in companies. So those things, I think, form up a, a good agenda for me in terms of interdisciplinary work. And finally, Professor, what are your research plans going forward? 
Uh, thank you for not saying three to five years. I, I can think in terms of three to five months, but three to five years is much harder. In three to five months, we always have project activities that we're working on at LARC that have to produce some outcomes. So the things that we're working on now have been planned and architected in the research designs from um, uh, September, October, November, December of 2013. It takes us some time to get data. We work closely with companies to obtain the right kind of data and identify what we need to have answers to. And so my expectation is that over that short period of time, what will be produced in my group will be research that's on geospatial location analytics, understanding consumer behavior in the physical space of Singapore, but related to the consumption of digital entertainment, TV on your mobile phone, uh, comes from the telecom side, banking transactions in Singapore, and so on. I'm also interested in this LARC environment to do what we call closed-loop experimentation. So in the technology environment that we work in, we actually have the opportunity to conduct experiments very, very fast within a period of weeks. And that's dramatically different <clears throat> than the way that people conducted scientific experiments, for example, in uh, human subjects labs, in financial market tests, something that brought a Nobel Prize to uh, a faculty member in the United States some years ago, or how they do it in marketing behavioral labs or psychology labs. Here, the real world is our lab. So in the coming months and years, my expectation is that we will be successful and innovative in conducting experiments that fine tune the way that companies are able to do promotions of their products and fine tune the way that they think about pricing and the way that they present their services and how they expect their customers to react. So that for me is a really interesting agenda. It's also a high-tech agenda because of the way that we do our research, but it's also an interdisciplinary agenda. Thank you, Professor. Thank you very much.